Welcome back, community. You're on once again with Chizo. No. Nicey, please tell me, how did I go as Chizo? You've done all right, Pistol. You've, you've done well. Uh, don't don't confuse me anymore. You know I'm, I'm prone to, to getting names wrong. So <laughs> let's, just, let's just stick with, uh, with your own voice, Pistol. But no, good, good job. No, yeah. No, it's hard enough uh, getting you to actually... I think every time you talk, you just say Pistol at the end of the sentence just because mm. you're expecting me to know the answer. So um, it has been quite comical in the last few podcasts where you've just called JB Pistol and Chizo. Um, pistol but no thanks again everyone for joining us for another dr supercoach podcast um, this week we might try something a little bit different just because people are running very low on trades and generally you're not going to be trading much now maybe you've got a final upgrade um, in which case we're not going to go through uh, team by team um, for our round review um, we'll just focus on the I guess the big news that happened this week, which was with all the injuries that occurred, and we'll go through a couple of uh, replacement options and therefore a couple of top trading options if you're looking for that last uh, piece to your premiership puzzle, Nicey. So uh, how does that sound? And we'll, we'll jump straight into the Nick Nat injury. Do you want to take us through what happened there, Nicey? Yeah, absolutely. He's gone down against uh, against the Pies um, Pistol, as, as most uh, most of our listeners would have seen, it has been confirmed about half an hour ago that it is in fact an ACL injury, so he will miss the rest of the season and probably most of the 29 season as well, and unfortunately it's his right knee, so it's his good knee, not the one that he's just come back and recovered from, uh, so it looks like we'll be seeing a fair, fair stint on the sidelines for Nick Nat, unfortunately, again. And that's completely horrible because one... He's so entertaining to watch. Like he's just an unbelievable player, and now we're getting robbed of him for the next season as well. And obviously, he's just come back from the ACL, so you know that that mental hardship is about to go through is going to be very difficult as well. And uh, hopefully, he has a you know swift recovery. But yeah, we're definitely not going to be better for, but better for it. Now, nicely, there's um, and that super coach issue with this one. So. He's dropped in price over the last couple of weeks to 469k, and that's putting him in kind of an awkward price range, and I'm not sure what people's trade situations are. Um, if you have two trades, Nicey, which players, I'm assuming you can afford anyone, that's why I said two trades, you can do a, a downgrade and upgrade, um, which player would you be bringing in for Nick Nat if you had choice of anyone? Well, obviously... At this point of the season, you, you have to be having having Gorn and Grundy, and if you don't have uh, if you don't have those two, they they have to be your number one priority. Um, I was looking uh, just before we started recording Pistol, and Grundy is only owned in nineteen percent of teams, which seems extremely low. Um, so definitely be looking at getting Grundy in. But if we need someone a little bit cheaper, Grundy does sit at six hundred and twenty three k. Um, Steph Martin and Todd Goldstein are both around the 550, 570 sort of range. Um, otherwise, heading down the list, there's Nank uh, at 489. Again, sort of a re- reliable ruckman that'll score probably between 90 and 100. But I know, Pistol, you had a little uh, little sort of suggestion for outside the box maybe uh, over at the Dons. Who, who are you thinking? <laughs> no, if you if you that's 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 a one trade question. I see. Well, let's <laughs> let's jump back to the two trade answer that we had there. Um, you said you can't go past Brody Grundy, which I kind of agree. Um, mm. I think he's probably the number one option. Just, um, but I'd still like to talk about Todd Goldstein because I don't think people realize necessarily how good he's actually been. The guy has 
been averaging 120 since round nine. Nicey, mm. you might remember this because somebody, after he scored 112 against GWS, said on the podcast, Goldstein's back, get him in. And we were a bit confused, to be honest with you, Nicey. I don't know how you predicted this, but since that point onwards, Goldstein has not fallen <laughs> below the ton, um, which is actually just ridiculous. He's gone eight weeks in a row above the ton, and he he doesn't look like scoring down. His possessions have increased. He's obviously using the ball better as well. Mm. Um, everything's going up, you know, coming up Todd Goldstein. And um, really, in his last five, especially with that 122 average, um, there's not many reasons as to why he can't continue it for the rest of the season. He's got Grundy next week, which is obviously going to be a big battle. But then he has West Coast, who obviously now just have Lysette, um rucking. And, you know, to finish the year, he, he also has not included... We've got Steph Martin and we've got uh, Bulldogs, um, Adelaide and Saints to finish the year as well. So mm. not too hard there. Um, I really think he can compete with Grundy for, you know, Ruckman uh, for the rest of the season. So if, if you don't have that extra 50k um, to get to Grundy and maybe you can save a trade, Goldstein's not the worst option. No, absolutely. I... I uh... I don't know how I predicted it either there, Pistol, but liked the way he played against GWS back in back in round nine for 112 and just had had a sneaking sneaking suspicion that he, he might be back in form. There'd been a lot of talk about him earlier in the year that he's he's going to be back and he didn't really show it to us um, after those first couple of rounds where he, he played quite well. But um, yeah, just had a sneaking suspicion. As you say, he's gone uh, gone over 108 times in a row now, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one. I'll claim that one. And not just that, we've also got Steph Martin who scored above 140 in two of his last three matches. So mm. there's a couple of good options um, that aren't Grundy as well. So you can kind of look elsewhere. Um, as you did allude to earlier, if you do just have one trade and you're desperate to just use one trade, um, I think Tom Bellchambers is probably a very underrated option. Um, he he may have um, you know only gone 93 um, average for the for the whole season and 92 in his last five, but he really doesn't have any massive stinkers and he's put in some very good scores. And if you look at his run home as well, it is incredibly favourable because you've got um, most likely the uh, Sandyland less Fremantle, then you have Callum Sinclair, you've got the McEvoy um, less Hawthorne, oh, my pronunciation there, uh, then you've got Saints. Richmond and Port Adelaide, and we don't know if Ryder's obviously going to be available um, yet in that last week, but that's a pretty kind ruck draw uh, to end the season. So mm. he's also somebody that's probably not going to let you down um, badly over the rest of the season if you did want to save a trade. So there are some you know viable options around Nicey. I mean, you'd hate to suggest Dawson Simpson, but when he's been playing, he's been yeah. putting in decent scores as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, one twenty-two this week. Um, um, prior to that, a sixty-two, um, but a ninety-one and a ninety-nine in the last four weeks. So he's yeah, he's definitely not the worst option either. There's yeah, there's options kind of galore in the ruck mm. at the moment. You just need to do what your gut says. Um, I think because yeah, separating Grundy, Martin, and Goldstein. Grundy's probably got the little bit of edge there for me, but. You know the price. If it's going to save you a trade, um, probably would be saving a trade given how many you know injuries happen uh, this week. Um, mm. Nicey. Now that we've discussed uh, all the ruck options, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, what happened 
um, in the Swans game with JPK. You want to take us through that one? Yeah, he's uh, he suffered back spasms. Um, I think it was uh, just prior to half time. Didn't come back after half time. Uh, he's in doubt already to face the Suns next week, who are already without Hanabry, Kieran Jack, and Jared McVeigh. So. Yeah, just a just a tough one there with JPK. I know a lot of people have brought him in in the last couple of weeks after he's sort of hit a little bit of form. Um, it's unknown sort of how many weeks that he will miss if he does miss any. But I don't like the sound of back spasms pistol. I'm I'm not sure uh, a player of of his age as well. Even if he does come back, I feel like his uh, his output may be very limited. So, what what do you think with uh, with the JPK solution? Are you are you looking to trade him if he doesn't uh, doesn't line up this week, or are you going to hang on to him and, and try and cover that uh, that trade? Well, look. Of course, I traded Fife to JPK Nicey, so um, that has not gone well. I feel like this has happened too many times in one season to me, but uh, we'll we'll trudge on. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm going to hold him, but yeah, it is a bit worrying. The back spasms, obviously, if it, if his back's going to seize up at any moment um, throughout you know any game for the rest of the season, you've, you've got to be worried. Uh, he he basically got injured at the very beginning of the second quarter and then missed the rest of the game. So Mm. um, if you are maybe going to trade him out or perhaps you have Bont as well, who's been confirmed out for this week, is not going to fly to Perth um, and you're forced to trade one of them, maybe you've got one more upgrade option to go for. Um, We'll we'll just hit on a few of the top, I guess, midfield options this week. And I think it's a pretty obvious call, Mm. um, this one, Nicey, that there's a... Far and away winner, I guess you'd say, as the number one option for this week. And that would be Sean Higgins. No, it's going to be Jack McRae. Um, Jack McRae, he's averaging above 125 this year. Mm. He's He came back from his injury and scored 131. He's 586K. He's got a break-even of 176. But, you know, that that's not out of, you know, it's not out of his no, it's, it's, uh, ability. It's not out of his range. No, absolutely. Um, you're so, not, that you're, not that you'd expect him to go that, but as you said, I, I, I sort of, uh, I was a little bit hesitant on McRae this week. I thought, break even 100, 176, let's let's give it a week, see how you go. But but as you say, even if he does pump out another 130, he's probably only going to drop another 10, 15k. So, yeah, I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's a fair call to, to bring him in this week. Um, did, yeah, fantastic uh, in, his, in his return. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's as you say the the far and away sort of standout for for this week. And not just that, he's in six percent of teams, so he's also a massive POD. He's a real and, pod, yeah. Oh, he's probably the best scorer, um, possibly for the season. And yeah, he's he's a POD. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, far and away the best option there. I, there's not even that many other players that you'd consider, but if you somehow can't afford him and you need someone a little bit cheaper, um, I will mention it because otherwise JB uh, will probably... I don't even know. I'm too scared to say what he'll do, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll jump away from that very quickly. But a five-round average for Sean Higgins of 116. He's now hit the ton uh, six weeks in a row. He, he he could win a Brownlow medal, Nicey. How's that? Oh, absolutely. You'd have you'd have to say it's between 
him and Titch and maybe maybe throw Maxi Gorn in there as well. But but Sean Higgins had uh, had another 17 kicks, 16 handballs on the weekend. Only went, surprisingly, at the 66% efficiency for his return of 109. So really showing off uh, his high-scoring potential there. But the 18 contested possessions, um, he's he's just North's, North's best player at the moment, far and away. And I would absolutely get around him winning a Brownlow. It's sort of like, uh, I remember back in the back in the days when Matthew Richardson was was in contention that year and everyone was gunning for him I don't think there'd be there'd be a sporting fan that uh that would rue Sean Higgins winning the brown though I think it'd be a fantastic achievement for him late in his career <laughs> it definitely would be and I mean the way North Melbourne protect him at stoppages as well as him you know mixing it up by um placing um stops against other um opposition taggers and def- and players so that he can free up Cunnington and it's just mm. um they they play great team football so Absolutely. I don't even think he's going to be able to be you know severely hampered by the tag and he's just shown this season that he can pretty much do anything and um seeing him average 115 plus from here on out as well wouldn't surprise me at all no. um obviously um someone i skipped that's been on fire recently has been paddy cripps but that's a, a pretty obvious pick so mm. um we'll we'll fly past that in the less obvious basket um a couple of extra players we've got um zach Merritt now with a five round and three round average of 116 um did mention him and heppel a couple of weeks ago um and they've both produced uh, good scores um, mm. until now and I can't see why they would suddenly stop scoring well for the rest of the season mm. I mean you, you have to be a little bit concerned with um, potentially a Banfield um, a Hewitt and then a Howe tag in a row um, for yeah. Zach Merritt but if he got through this week unscathed he might be okay for the rest of them um, you've still got Lockie Neal that's available and only 10% mm. of the teams at 547k um, if you want to go maybe as unique as you possibly could Nicey, mm. Jack Redden, hear me out. Yep. Jack Redden, <laughs> mm-hmm. he has a 109.7 average yeah. since round seven. No, he's uh, he's going great guns and, and pumped out two two massive scores in the last two weeks as well uh, with about, a, what, what's he scored, 170 and 150 in the last two weeks. So he's flying as well. Um, and there's another one as well, not uh, not with a, as high a ceiling as that, but I, I brought in Andrew Gaff this week, uh, who I've had my eye on for quite some time, traded him in for Nat 5. Now, he only got the 101 this week, but his run coming up, Bulldogs, North, Frio, Port, Melbourne and Brisbane, I think he can hit a few 130s in that, uh, that sort of time frame. Um, and probably go on to average 110, 115 for the rest of the year. So I don't, I don't mind Gaff, Gaff either there as well. So I'll put you on the spot and I'll say what are your just top three, you know, upgrade options. Let's rule out people that have massive ownership for this yep. one. Um, mm-hmm. Your top, your top three preferences. Um, for it's a tough one. I still get around Ed Kerno. Um, like you said, I think Sean Higgins has to be up there as well. Um, and for my third pick, let's go a oh, little bit left of centre, and I'm going to say Dane Beams, uh, 111. I, again, he was one that I was really, really considering bringing in this week, um, and I just didn't didn't back him in that he could stay on the on the park for the rest of the year, but we've only got five rounds left or six rounds left to go now. He might be able to get through, and, and if he pumps out some of those big games, uh, his last four rounds have been 100, 129, 148, and 111 this week. I think Dane Beams is a good option, and only 540k. So 
um, I really like uh, like beams there up in Brisbane. And I guess in the same breath, you'd say Zorko hasn't gone below 90 um, since round six. Mm. Uh, so he's been in quite good form as well and is only 517k. But um, yeah. I was kind of hoping that you would say McRae, given we just spoke about him, but I guess it was too obvious. Oh, pick, sorry. So. Well, was, yeah, McRae <laughs> aside, sorry. <laughs> and the other one I'd throw in there, Pistol, uh, maybe Ollie Wines uh, coming off a score of 120 this week after a low score of 62 uh, the week prior, but looked uh, looked to be in good form again this year and... and uh, we know he's got that high ceiling with uh, with scores of 142 and 157 in rounds 12 and 13, respectively, so not all that long ago. Um, and Port have quite a decent run coming up from memory. They've got the Giants, Bulldogs, Adelaide, West Coast, Collingwood, and Essendon to finish the year. So, yeah, not uh, not a bad run there for Port Adelaide. And the, uh, I guess, final POD that was probably missed was just Callum Ward in 2% of teams. He's... He's got a five-round average of 116 as well and um, has really been impressive lately in his last couple of matches with some nice scores and, again, plays uh, Port Adelaide and then Saints and Carlton in his next three, so um, has some chance of going quite well there. But um, to summarise, I think that the top three, I guess we'll say safest options would be um, McRae, Higgins, and you'd say Zeret as the unique saw. Or even Lockie Neal. I'm, I'm not sure I'm willing to go into a Zach Merritt versus Lockie Neal debate with you, Nicey, because I seem to be on the losing side of that one uh, every single season. So fortunately, um, I'm not on with <laughs> JB enough. or Chizo. I, I might be copping it a little bit. Um, Chizo. Here, I've done it. Oh, Nicey, dear. I've actually, I've reversed... <laughs> I've reversed, done what you always do. I've got the names completely lost. Um, oh, get Cheezo to put that one in the bloopers. This is awkward. This is not good. <laughs> Especially, uh, now that we're talking about Cheezo, I'm just going to mm. point out, every single week I'm not on the podcast, Cheezo claims that I have no trades. Um, I was, that is not I factually was going correct to say, why all. are we actually talking trades when uh, when you're out? But um, no, it's uh, it's a, it's a fair, fair call. How many have you got left? <laughs> no, I, I mean, look, I don't have many left. I may not have plural, <laughs> but I'm not out of trades, Nicey. And as much as Chizo's willing it into the universe, mm. um, it's not quite. Yeah, it's not not really happening. So, not uh, not happening. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll and I'm I'm going to be holding my, my I've got pretty much my entire bench playing, so I'm not too fussed. But uh, yeah, just there's one for Chizo. When you, I know you're going to listen to this and stop telling people I've got no trades, uh, Nicey. Do you want to take us? through um, potentially some backman trading issues and maybe go through what occurred with uh, your boy Jimmy Webster. My boy Jimmy, the elite ball user by foot. He's uh, he's finished the game on the weekend against Carlton in the tracksuit. He had ice on the groin. We know Webster tends to, uh, as I was saying to you, Pistol, he tends to find new ways to get injured all the time, whether it's concussion or someone stomps on his hand and, and breaks his hand or, or now the groin. Um, it's just uh, just a bit frustrating, and especially for you, Pistol, having brought him in a few weeks ago, or a fair few weeks ago now, and, and he's uh, <laughs> sat out a few weeks with injury now for you. We get around Jimmy, like I said, an elite ball user by foot, but um, we don't know how many weeks he's going to miss, uh, if, if any. He might uh, he might be all right, might line, a, line up for the Saints this weekend, but um, yeah, just not not good news for Jimmy Webster, unfortunately. What uh, what have we got down back if people are looking to trade him out? Well, see, the issue is he's 380k, and mm. at the point of recording, we don't know how long he's out for, but you'd think if it's two or less weeks, you're, you're probably holding him um, 
just because of the capable scores he's able to get. Like, there's no one else around that price that's probably able to to score, you know, the 110s and 120s. So it's a a tough situation. You've kind of got two routes. One, you can either just cut your losses and trade him out straight away for someone you miss like a Jake Lloyd so that you're not leaking points anymore. You know, the guy's got a 125-round average, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Another option would be trading in a similarly cheap player, um, somebody that is capable of at least covering for the next fortnight until Webster can get back on the park and then that other person will become your looping D7. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess if you can't afford that and you, you're going for league or you or you just don't think Webster's going to come back anytime soon or you're low on trades, there's some cheaper options that we might we may as well talk about as well, Cheezer. But um, oh, just going back to the, the cheap option part, there's, there's probably a pair of... Um, Richmond boys that we should talk about, but I'll yeah. first go through. I'll first go through um, Hooley because he came back this week with an eighty-six, and I think people have forgotten about him. He's Absolutely. priced at three hundred and fifty k, nicey three fifty. So he's somebody that you could get as your D seven and then use him um, while Webster's out. I mean, look, probably half the people have Myacek or Rice who are, who are yeah. performing well as well, and you don't even need to do that trade. But in yep. in some world, if you've got Dooman and uh, no, someone else um, that's not playing, then then you could probably do a lot worse than Hooley. But um, I did want to talk about Jaden Short because he's still going under the radar and he's just been a phenomenal player this season. He's got a five-round average of 98. He's in 1% of teams still. Mm. Um, and that's probably just based on his name because people don't realize how good he's been. Um, he has put out a low of 86 since round 10. Um, which is great consistency for a defender. Absolutely. And the upcoming draw as well is St. Kilda, Collingwood, Geelong, Gold Coast, Essendon, and Bulldogs. So it's not particularly tough either. No. Um, with only one game outside Victoria. So um, Short is a unique option, obviously, in 1% of the team, so I think could be one of the better options for this season. Nicey, have you got uh, some other options that you're considering? Um, not... not- in exactly, uh, Alex Witherden at 4.22, we've talked about him a lot this year, um, pumped out a, a score of 94 on the weekend, so I, I really like him there at 4.22, um, and the other one that, uh, that sort of we throw in the same boat, I don't mind Luke Ryan with another score of 140 on the weekend, otherwise if we're looking for a downgrade option, uh, someone who will be on the bubble if he lines up uh, this week, but Colin Oriordan from uh, from Sydney. I know it's a bit of a bit of a risky option and a big uh, big sort of downgrade from from Jimmy. But if you're looking, if you've got a couple of trades left um, and want to bank a bit of cash, Colin Oriordan from from Sydney got scored 85 points uh, in his debut on the weekend. Um, so a good uh, good game there from a defender at only 123k. Yeah, so maybe we you'd be trading a, a rookie for uh, Colin. And then just playing him on the field over Webster for the next couple of weeks, yeah. and hopefully uh, Orion can continue to score well because as uh, Frico has been tweeting uh, profusely over the last week of how well he's actually been scoring in the Nifl, and he's putting out ridiculous numbers. I'm talking, you know, plenty of 130 plus SuperCoach games down there. Um, so he's definitely a highly capable. Um, player and scoring he's got amazing scoring potential as well and obviously if he's going to continue um, tackling as well as he did and playing as well as he did they're going to keep giving him games um, so he's somebody that you should watch especially with McVeigh um, being injured for you know quite a while um, I did like how you mentioned Luke Ryan so I will skip back past that um, other options that are 
relatively cheaper. We've still got Daniel Rich, who's in a fine vein of form at averaging 97 across his last five at only 440k. You had Michael Hurley pump out a big 120 this week. He's just consistent. He, he doesn't mm. really have a bad game, and he's at 462k. Um, Jeremy Howe's a bit too up and down for my liking at this end of the season at 473k. Um, another option that has been doing very well lately um, is Angus Brayshaw. He's got a five-round mm. average of 100, but he comes with a large risk because he uses he, he chops the ball a bit. So he's a high-possession winner, which is usually good for Supercoach, nicey. But this draw, I'm worried about this draw. Against yeah. Collingwood, when they got pumped, he scored 60. And this draw coming up, he's got Geelong in Geelong, Adelaide in Adelaide. He's got Gold Coast at home. Swans at home, West Coast in West Coast, and then GWS at the G. It's just a lot of really good teams in a row, and I'm a bit worried about how well he's going to actually score. Um, I do think that he'll average between 90 and 100, but I'm not sure if you want that extra firepower and you want somebody that's going to go 100-plus. I don't know if he's your man, and if you if you missed out on that, that Jake Lloyd, um, who's just exploding at the moment, he still might be... Um, the much safer bet there, Nicey. Oh, absolutely. And don't like that draw for Melbourne's chances either, uh, Pistol. I think, uh, yeah, they're going to have to really pull something out of the hat to to make the top eight there. But um, just having a look as well, um, just going through our options, but uh, Heath Shaw's just pumped out another 113 on the weekend <laughs> at 408k. He, as you said, you can do worse. But I, I think what I think the takeaway from... Uh, from the amount of options that we've got down back there is that there's a lot of good value options. Just just go with your gut. Have a look at um, teams draw, what they've got coming up, where their team sort of sits at the moment. Um, and as you said, there's just there's just, there's just a lot of options um, and everyone's circumstance is going to be different, whether they've got one trade or two or more um, and, you know, what how much cash they've got in the bank and, and who they're looking to, to upgrade or downgrade. So everyone's situation is different, but yeah, I, th- I think we've uh, covered a fair few options there. So that's, uh, yeah, good productive uh, good productive chat there, I think, for, <laughs> for options for Jimmy. No, that's uh, well said, Nicey. And um, jumping quickly across to the rookies because uh, a few people are, are going to be asking. Um, there are some bubble boys this week, but I'm not sure they're particularly great options. Mm. Um, we've got Jake Long, um, who scored 61 this week. He's, he's listed as a midfield, and he's 150K, and I'm not sure how many more games he's going to get for the rest of the season. We've also got Brent Daniels as a forward mid for, for uh, GWS, who scored 48. Um, he doesn't look like he's going to be a particularly great scorer, and mm. Delio is going to come back in at some stage as well, so you'd think he's possibly going to go uh, straight back out. And th- that really leaves... You know, you've got Ori Orden, who should, if he should hold his spot um, for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. um, I think he's the one. If you have to go early on somebody and somebody that actually has good scoring potential, um, he's probably the one that you'd pick there, Nicey. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the other positions are going to be, uh, you know, producing the goods here. Um, Braden Sire just had a corked quad and he's in some doubt for this week but mm. sounds like he should only miss one week as well um, as a Saints fan would you recommend people going early on Nathan Freeman and hope he gets games towards the end of the season no I wouldn't I really wouldn't <laughs> sorry short answer no um, Freeman absolutely you've got to you've got to pick him up on the bubble you can't be can't be um, bringing him in early I think there's just way too much risk associated with Freeman and We've been, you know, at the start of every year thinking that he's an option. 
um, at the at the start of the year, and um, you know it's it's probably been about three or four years now where we've uh, our initial squads have uh, have had him on the bench, and he's uh, he's yet to play a senior game. So absolutely, wait on Freeman. Do not be bringing him into your side now when you've got such limited trades. Even if he is named in the starting twenty-two on the weekend, do not be bringing Nathan Freeman into your side because he you know there's there's just such a Yes, it's, he's just carries a lot of baggage injury-wise. Um, just, yeah, stay away. Uh, the only other one that uh, maybe might be all right down back there, obviously, Oriordan is uh, is the go, but Alex Morgan um, from North pumped out a 73 in his debut, um, and the um, the Roos have Ben Jacobs and Kane Turner that, uh, that may or may not face Collingwood on Saturday, so... Have an, uh, keep an eye on Alex Morgan and, and just see uh, if he holds his spot this week. No, that's that's uh, right, uh, Nicey. Um, just quickly, I did want to jump into the, the Cancer Council. Mm-hmm. Um, no donations this week. Uh, we did get a donation, though, um, by Andrew Levesque again on my birthday, so I appreciate that, Andrew. Um, I, think, I think you've done enough. I, we really appreciate it, but you've donated about six times, so I'm, I'm a little concerned. Um, about, you know, <laughs> when are you going to stop? It's great, but there's there's got to be a limit. But we, <laughs> I'm not sure. That, yeah, I don't know what the breaking point is, but I don't want to push your boundaries. You know, we'll be we'll be around for next year. Um, so don't don't spend it all. Um, but we do appreciate. We're we're just shy of the two thousand mark for this year as well. So um, as Chizo had mentioned, we have cracked the five k mark in raising money for the cancer council over the last couple of years, and um, just shy of two k for this year as well. Um, there will be a Thursday podcast, I believe, this week, as there is no Thursday night matches where we'll run through any of the late. Um, outs or surprises in the team news as well as some captaincy options because we haven't been able to do that in the last couple of weeks because the Thursday night games really uh, mess with the scheduling. Um, you can find uh, myself on Twitter at uh, pistol underscore DISC. You can find JV at JB underscore DISC and Chizo, Chizo with a Z underscore DISC. Um, we will be happily answering any of your questions there. Um, feel free to ask any of us. Um, maybe not Chizo, just because you probably want JB on my advice. Um, and uh, thanks very much for, for coming and having this uh, short, but hopefully insightful chat with me, Nicey. No worries, Pistol. Thanks for having me, mate. It's uh, been good to, good to have a chat to you again. Awesome. And thanks very much for listening, community.